Kenya, Kenya. I meet me down at the railroad tracks. I got Tom Petty playing in my Silverado, and I've ice down a six. I am holding in my hand a box. It has Joe Thomas's home address on it, which I will not read on the radio. Nor will I ask him how much he makes and how much he weighs. And what was the other one we always ask? Social security number. Need to send him this. It's been sitting in here. Now I realize that he's on the show and I haven't sent it to him yet. So, Joe, it's coming. Thanks for coming on the show anyway. Good morning, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. It seems like a kinder, gentler version of uh, Wildey and Tausch here now. They're not going to ask me what my weight is or uh, my home address on the air. You guys have really changed for the better. I applaud you. Uh, I mean, I don't need to ask you for it. I have it, and I'm happy to read it, but I won't. Uh, Joe, when you came on, you've been on the show a bunch of times. You've been a great friend to us, and we appreciate it. Uh, But once upon a time, you came on this show, and you basically announced that Aaron Rodgers should be given the GM title, whether it's assistant GM or co-GM or whatever it was with Brian Gutekunst. And while they did not follow your advice, they basically did. I mean, they didn't give him the title, but they gave him more say than he'd ever had before, and they seemed to do what he wants, including Randall Cobb being acquired in a trade, and now that's turned out to be a pretty good move. So I ask you now, would the University of Wisconsin be smart to hire Joe Thomas as their GM for their football program? Is that job you might be interested in? Mm. Discussion for a very high level, very high paying position, of course. I, I can't disclose that right now because you know how it is at a public university they got to post a job and yada 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 before they hand hand it to me so uh, i can't say anything but i feel like as far as evaluating talent and uh, making sure that we don't get any more mark tauschers walking through that door so that this program can head in the right direction finally for a while uh i think i'm the man for the job so joe are you gonna be jimmy leonard's big offensive hire because I don't want to put any words in anybody's mouth, but rumors are that you've been enjoying your time doing media stuff, but Friday, it sounds like there's a chance you might be on that staff going down to Northwestern. Is there any truth to that rumor? All I can say is I'm ready for the next phase in my life. I I can't disclose what that is at this point because I need to identify, I, I need to make sure to let my family and friends know about that next chapter, but it's very exciting and I can't wait to let you guys know first. Oh, we love it when you break news on our show like you did with Matt LaFleur. Listen, you're two for two. Uh, you got LaFleur right. You got Aaron Rodgers as the GM right. And now you're going to go help your buddy Jimmy Leonard turn the program around. But in all seriousness, you know Paul Christ well. You're a you know, huge part of the Badger football program and the university. Take us through your thoughts because I was super bummed when the news broke on Sunday. Take us inside how you processed everything that's happened throughout the week. Yeah, I was super bummed, obviously, coming on the heels of an embarrassing loss to your former coach, Brett Bielema, and the Illinois Fighting Illini, the team that you'd whipped their butts for, seems like, two decades now. You've had their number. Um, To have the news that a a dear friend and a great coach, Paul Christ, is getting let go, it was tough. I mean, I, I was a little surprised by the timing being that Wisconsin athletics in general have always had tons of patience with all of their coaches. Uh, And it seemed like that was probably the case 
additionally with Paul. But I think we're going to hear more information come out as the season goes on as to why the timing was right in Chris McIntosh's mind to make a switch at this point. Um, you mentioned Jim Leonard. I know there's been a lot of rumors, and I don't have any inside information, but certainly it seems like potentially he's the front runner. And I think possibly one of the reasons you make the move when they did was to give Jim the job and to be able to give him as much time as possible because recruiting is so important right now in today's college sports more than at any other time ever in the history of the NCAA. Um, and giving a new head coach as much of a ramp up to those signing periods as possible, I think is what you want to do. And it's the smart way to do it. But I think that doesn't lessen the sadness that, that I have for my friend and for, um, a, a great coach, a great man. And Paul Christ, um, being let go of his dream job. I mean, he, he, he played here. He grew up a Badger fan. He grew up in Wisconsin. And, um, anytime things end like that, there is definitely a sense of sadness, no matter where you thought the direction of the program was. Joe, a couple of weeks ago, Jim Leonard was asked about Nebraska firing Scott Frost, and he said he doesn't think it's right to make a move in season. He thinks it's bad for everybody. To his credit, when he talked about the current situation, and Jim Polzine brought that up to him yesterday, he said, yeah, that's what I said then, and, and now we're in a situation where we're in the same spot. I really like Jimmy. I hope he gets the job long term. I think the world of him, not knowing what your role is, since you have yet to you know, tell your wife and friends so you can't tell us, I don't want to put you in a bad spot with my question. But at the same time, is this is Jimmy in a bit of a tough spot here? Like, just because you fired Paul Christ and just because you want Jim to be the head coach, or many of us do, doesn't change the fact that your offensive line isn't playing very well. Your four-star recruit quarterback has not played at the level that you would hope in his redshirt junior year. You ran for two yards with your stud running back. And, oh, by the way, the defense is not as dominant as it has been because it's filling a lot of lost spots that starters vacated after last season. Is he in a challenging spot during this, what you called, ramp-up period for him to show what he can do as a head coach? I would say 99% of the time when you take over as a new coach, almost without fail at college or the NFL game, you're going to be in a tough spot. That's why they're making a coaching change. Like There's a reason that they made a change from Paul is because of all those things that you mentioned, right? The quarterback's not playing well, offensive line, not doing the things you want, not the same offense that you came to know and love over the last three decades of Badger football. So that's why you get the job and you become the head coach. But I think with that being said, the people that are evaluating your job, they are handicapping the job that you do understanding that it's not just a win or loss result that you're looking for. You're looking for the process. You're looking to see how he's in a, he's able to connect with the players. You're looking for uh, a vision for the future. And I think all those things are where you get evaluated on, not just the wins and losses on the field. Of course, that's going to play a part of it, but it's not the most important thing that happens because it is a top spot for any coach to be able to walk in in the middle of the season with other people's players, other people's schemes, and to be able to try to make the most of it. Joe, I'm sorry for not remembering this. Um, you played on a lot of really bad teams in the NFL. Good work. Uh, did you ever have a coach get fired during the course of a season? 
while you were playing in the NFL? You know, that's the funny thing. I uh, I got five coaches fired during my career, and none of them actually got fired during the season. Uh, all of them seemed to get fired, like, within five minutes of the last game being finished. <laughs> all right, well, then never mind. Uh, one other thing about this, because, and, and I have, you know, I, I feel like I've been chicken little about this for quite a while, but I, I do think, in some ways, college football sky is falling that with the changing landscape with the Big Ten having you know basically becoming one of two what appears to be super conferences and with NIL and with the transfer portal I mean we talked the other day about is Jack Cohn still a starter for one more year if there's not a transfer portal and you're not worried about losing your four-star recruit to go say I'm not gonna wait another year to play all those things have changed since you and Tausch were on that offensive line. Uh, two things. One, is that one of the reasons why Jim Leonard, who's young and energetic and connects really well, is that why he would make a lot of sense? And on the flip side, as much as I love Paul Christ, and I do, do you think that his personality being as dry as it is is in some ways working against him because of the way football is headed in the college game? Well, there's no doubt the big difference between college and football is not just the offenses, not just the development of the players, but it is the recruiting in college, which is basically 90% of the success or the failure of a program. Why do you think Nick Saban's been so good forever? He gets the top recruiting class almost every year. In the NFL game, there's no recruiting. You draft the players you want, and then by and large – the players take the best contract that they're offered in free agency. And so you don't have to worry about that. So you can focus your coaching staff talent on getting the best football coaches that develop talent, that put together the best schemes. And I think there's no doubt that Paul is one of the best football coaches in the country as far as his X's and O's, his ability to develop players, to motivate, to schedule practices, to uh, coach his coaches, which is what a head coach has to do. However, a big part of college football is meeting with the boosters because you're constantly trying to uh, get enough money into your program to pay for all these things that you need to be able to do in your program. It's the analysts that you're putting together to be able to identify the talent. It's the recruiting. It's the, the entire department of recruiting advisors and all the coaches that are focused solely on getting the best recruits possible in the town. Um, it's having that personality on social media to be able to attract 16 17 18 year olds um and paul's old school i mean he'll probably be the first one to tell you he's a little dry players absolutely love him because he's not about any of that foolishness yeah he's not about rah-rah speeches he's not about cool social media hype videos he cares nothing about anything that has nothing that was like three negatives to do with anything but (laughs) football and doing football things because he loves football and he loves the guys in the locker room. But unfortunately in college football to be one of the elite programs, you kind of have to do the social media silliness. You got to do a lot of the rah-rah stuff because a lot of kids these days, that's what they want. And so I'm sure having potentially a guy like Jim Leonard, who's young, who maybe would connect a little bit uh, on that level with some of the younger players, that could be a benefit. Now Jim's kind of a dry guy too. He's not a rah-rah guy. He's not a, big social media person, but I think 
bring in some new ideas. Maybe you, you bring in some new coaches, some new administrators into the fold that could maybe fill in some of those gaps that are pretty obvious that we at Wisconsin have, whereas the other top programs in the country don't. Well, I know Joe Thomas has a heck of a social media presence. Maybe that's the role that he won't tell us about. Joe made the fatal mistake that guests make. You would expect him to know better, but he said he could stick around for a second segment, so he will. More with Joe Thomas straight ahead. Stick around. You're listening to Wilde and Tausch, brought to you by Tito's Vodka, America's original craft vodka. Find recipes and learn about their story at titosvodka.com. Now, Joe, I would have loved to have covered you during your NFL career instead of Tony Grossi or Mary Kay Cabot and the crew down there in Cleveland. And I'm sure I would have annoyed you from time to time because I'm good at that as well. So I'm probably going to annoy you now, but I just would like the reporter in me would just like to know. I understand you have to talk to a lots of people but are you going to have a role? You don't have to tell us what it is, but is this is there's something you're going to have a role here? Are you not? You know, Jason, I'm not sure. <laughs> I kind of like being a fan. I'm going to go to the homecoming game and I'm going to have a few pops before it, and I'm not going to worry about working. And uh, okay. it's kind of a good feeling every now and then. All right. I just, I, I, I you know me, I like to ask the tough questions, and well, they're usually Jason, in a very what did long you form. Think? What do you think Joe's role should be? Uh, I think I think the University of Wisconsin would be a better place and a better football program with Joe Thomas involved in it. Now, I know he's also, I've seen, I saw him talking about the Varsity Collective, and I know he's got other roles as well, and he is a great ambassador for our fine university. But uh, I think he should be the GM. I think I'm, I'm not... I don't know if they're. I don't know how well that's working wow. at like with uh, Alonzo Highsmith at Miami. There's some other schools that are doing this with the GM concept. Uh, I mean, they're trending toward the NFL Tausch, so they might as well have GMs too, in addition to head coaches. Mm. I don't know, Joe. What do you think? You know, to be totally honest, I don't even know what the GM role is. I haven't really followed it closely enough, uh, but. I think somebody said there's a price for everything. It just matters what it is. So we can find that price. That's, that's if, why I get that job. It's all why, about price discovery then. Uh, that's why we don't have Joe every week on our show anymore. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. So, Joe, I just was uh, seeing some things some of the national folks are saying about you know this move and the fact that Paul has won so many games. And I just saw Joel Klatt kind of saying, be careful what you wish for, Wisconsin, because Nebraska, which I don't think this is a fair comp, but the idea that Nebraska fired a couple of coaches that won a lot of games but didn't get you to that next level. And when Chris McIntosh made his announcement saying he wants to win championships and at a high level, I guess are you worried at all about that, or is it we have these standards, we need to meet them as a university, and if that's not the case, we need to move forward with somebody else? 
I think all Badger fans should be nervous about the future because of the unknown, right? I think that's one of the reasons that we've always had so much patience with our coaches is because the style that they played, specifically in basketball and football, was a very steady, consistent style. Maybe we didn't have the ceiling of an Ohio State, but we were going to get tough players into the program. We were going to work hard. And you kind of knew that where the floor was with that mo- model, right? And I think that's why Brett was successful. That was why Barry was successful. That's why Paul was successful. Because if you run the football, you play good defense, you recruit big dudes, and you're disciplined, like you're going to win your fair share of games. And every now and then when you get a Russell Wilson or a J.J. Watt in the program, you can compete for a championship. Um but I, I think the direction that they go from here is is a big unknown. Like we we don't know mm-hmm. what Chris McIntosh is thinking if he wants to go and try to open things up on offense, try to do more of the spread concepts. If he wants a little change in schematics, or if maybe he just saw, you know what we we like the schemes that we have. We like the Wisconsin model that Barry brought when he when he came here of you know recruiting the in-state players, getting big kids, running the football getting good, big physical running backs. It's all about hard work and discipline and toughness. We still like those things, but we just want maybe it coming from maybe a little bit younger coach with some different ideas, different vision, maybe a uh, better personality in the media and with recruits. Like, I don't know, maybe that's what he'll say when they do end up hiring a full-time coach. I- I'm not exactly sure, but with the unknown the- and the uncertainty there is a chance that you could get it wrong, right? And then you're in a worse spot than you were before. I remember I was recruited by Frank Solich at Nebraska, and I want to say he was 10-3 and three or 10-2 and two or something like that. And they fired him, right? Because at Nebraska, the standard was, you know, you need to compete for a national championship every year. Well, now they can't get three or four wins a year. Mm-hmm. So you do have to be careful with where you go and, and the best intentions. Sometimes you still make a mistake because – there are a lot of unknowns out there in the college landscape and things are changing so much and they're changing so quickly. Yeah. Joe, do you think that model that Barry Alvarez put together with physical, big offensive linemen, because you watch high school football now, everything is spread them out, shotgun. I don't see anybody. Does that model still work? Well, it's definitely being tested. I think, uh, it's a tough one to consistently have success with, especially if you can't recruit the top tier players. Like I see it working out in Alabama because they get the best of the best every single year. Their pipeline is full of great quarterbacks and they can win with pro style offense. They can win running the football, big dudes, tough, deep, hard nosed defenses. Um, But when you get spread out, you're going to get exposed by the better athletes. We saw it against Ohio State. They spread our defense out, and even though we have good schemes, we have tough dudes. Like, unfortunately, when you're playing basketball and it's a fast break, like, the better athlete's going to win a lot of times. And so if if you're asking me, you know, what I'm going to do when I become the offensive coordinator, I mean, if I would uh, (laughs) recommend (laughs) what the next offensive coordinator would do – I, I like a spread offense, but I like the core concepts that Wisconsin was built on. I want to spread them out to give us more space to run the football. Like, I don't know what it was like for you, Tausch, but whenever we would say, hey, we're going to go into this game in the NFL and we're going to run the football 40 times, I was like, I'm okay with that. 
But take all those tight ends off the field. Take that fullback off the field. Spread them out. Give us a five- and six-man box so I know who I'm going to block. And there's only so many places they can go. And even if there's one guy that's unblocked, there's a lot of space for that running back to operate. And if you hit him at two yards, he's going to fall forward and gain four yards. When you got nine or ten dudes in the the box, you got to be perfect just to gain that four yards. So I would love to see a modernization where they move to spread, but they keep those values and those core concepts of big, physical, run-the-ball, offensive line play. And I think you can have both of those things with a modern offense. Joe, God, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see the Joe Thomas offense on Saturday <laughs> afternoon. That's going to be fun to watch. Oh man, explosive! Hundred points or more, guaranteed. <laughs> Joe, we love you, buddy. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. That is the great Joe Thomas. Tausch is off to London. I'm off to Matt Lafleur's press conference, and you're off to the next program on ESPN Wisconsin. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Have a great day. Take care. Be good.